Hi, I'm Joey. Hi, I'm Brian. And you're listening to In the Middle with Joey and Brian. Woohoo! Hey, Joey. Hey, Brian. How How's it? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Um, I did yoga today, the hot yoga. I guess we did. And it was destructive. How did it feel to you? How did hot yoga feel to me? Um, I actually enjoyed it. I used to do it a lot. And so, uh, um, and maybe there's an element of. Uh, my addictive personality likes uh, torturous things or hard <laughs> That's things true. or extremes. I do know that. Uh, you do so, like extremes. Though so. you are... We haven't gone skydiving or anything, so... Yeah, I've done it. Um, oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> no, I think it's more about the... Um, I've done it... Do, I think for the initial 10 seconds that you jump out of the plane, there's a, a real rush and then... Mm-hmm. Um, after a little while and being excited and seeing around, you're almost like bored. Bored. You're like, huh, is it time? Do I pull the thing? Yeah, can we get down to the bottom? Interesting. Yeah. You know what? I just thinking about that. Uh, have you done Angel's Landing in Yosemite? Yosemite? I think it's Yosemite. No. What's the other national park? Yellowstone? No, there's another one. Mount Rushmore? No, no, it's, it's mid-California. Someone's going to be like, oh my gosh, it's this, this entire time while we're discussing this. Uh, oh man, it doesn't matter. Okay, whatever. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's mid, it's near Yosemite. It's in that direction anyway from us. Uh, anyway, it is incredible. You're like holding onto a chain. There's like sheer drops on either side of you. It's wonderful. It's one of the most beautiful hikes I've ever done. That's, that kind of hike doesn't excite me. I, I, uh, I, think I shouldn't beauty, have said it like no, that. No, there's then. beauty to the top, but the top... I don't like anything where there's a possible danger of people dying. Oh. Um, you know, just one... I'm clumsy. The idea of just one bad step okay. or a bad yeah. move. Okay, well, maybe we won't do that. Well, it's not that bad. It's like kids go on it. It's not like that. But it is pretty awesome. Uh, anyway, I just... We haven't done any hiking or camping. We've done lots of hiking. Not, no, like real hiking, like a backpacking sort of thing. Like yeah, actually true. pitch a tent. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've done both. I've enjoyed camping and uh, the long hikes too. Yeah. Um, huh. They're not like at the top of my list of things that bring me joy. Yeah. Um, but they do bring me joy for sure. Yeah. They bring so, me a lot of joy. They're pretty high up for me. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so back to yoga. I think oh, yeah. I, I do, I do, do, do well at, uh, being in a setting where, especially with that style of yoga, we did 26 and two, which is basically Bikram yoga. It's a Bikram yoga, mm. 90 minute class of 26 postures that you do tw- twice. And so because it's the same 26 postures in the same sequence and sequence in the same order, every time mm-hmm. you do it. There's a level of familiarity that comes with it. Even if you haven't done it for a long time, you know that you know the direction of the class, that there's mm. a laying down portion that it starts to cool down. <clears throat> you know what to expect. Um, and it's a good way to have, you know, if you go to a general yoga class and they just the teacher just makes up the class how she feels, sees fit. Yeah. There's no comparable to see your improvements, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's you fair. really start to monitor where your progress is and start to think, oh, I really did a lot. I could do this. went a lot deeper in that Yeah. this time around. Or I managed to go through the whole 90-minute class without leaving the room. Mm. Or um, <laughs> my, my challenge once was to not take, drink any water while I was in class. Wow. For the entire 90 minutes. And I did it quite often. Um, 
In fact, I think I perform. It was easier than you. It actually makes it easier by not drinking. Huh. They say you're supposed to sip on water. You're supposed to be fully hydrated before right. you take class, and then right. hydrate after class. Um, so it's a crutch, I think, uh, to, to drink for sure. Um, but what else? Um, yeah, and there's there's so many different things about the room. I mean, just being in a room with a lot of other people doing it, so it's quite lovely. Um, energy wise, uh, I catch myself not even looking around mm-hmm. uh, at what other people's practices or where they are versus where I am and yeah. that stuff. So I think I'm very mm-hmm. deep into my meditation for my practice. And Until um, I pour your water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, uh, what else? Just, uh, I, I guess it's nice to be in a room with a teacher that's mm. uh, fully present and engaging. She and was. I liked her a lot. Yeah. She was really... Uh, French and very direct, very <laughs> direct, and I really blunt, and I and I appreciated that a lot because uh, yeah. it was my first version of that. Like hot yoga, the versions that I've done were not that at all. Really, um, I mean, it just was more classic yoga, like going through. Uh, so, so something like that, which felt. Um, well, that's that's what Bikram used to teach. So that's and he gotcha. was the one that created hot yoga. Oh, I see. So that's the foundation of where it all began, and then. Since Bikram, uh, he was, uh, what was he? He was uh, being sued left, right, center for trying to sleep with underage girls and stuff oh. like that. And it got all, yeah, it just went sideways for him. He's not allowed back in the country because there's... Wow, really? So he's out. And so everyone that used to have Bikram Yoga Studios, to you had to own a Bikram Yoga Studio to teach Bikram Yoga. I see. So once he was out and eradicated, everyone's taken on this class and right. made it 26 and 2 or... Uh, Something else. Power that's two not or from hot power gotcha. fusion, and all these different names for it, and oh, calling it their that. own thing, but it's the same thing. That's so interesting. I really. That's just like a little lesson that I never would have known. That's yeah. very cool. Good and to know that. Yeah. So he was the one that brought it to the United States. However, you know, he he'd like to preach and say that he created these postures in this sequence himself with his. Guru. Sounds like a narcissist. Yeah, he kind of is, and so um, now it's revealed that you know, it's. You know, the postures have always been some part of yoga. Yeah, it's exactly. the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, he also took it to the level where there'd be yoga competitions, like every year oh, wow. annually, people would come across like from, CrossFit shit. Yeah, from across the world to get into these postures to see who could do it best and win for getting these oh, postures no. down. And like, well, you'd that's see a bastardization like, of yoga. <laughs> yeah, which is basically everything that yoga isn't, right? If right, you think about right. it from the principles of when we go to the yoga we love with Brian right. Kest, it's more about uh, getting in sync with wow. putting your body in a shape and finding that space between not too much and, and not too little and feeling something. Wow. Instead of, like you said, just like... Uh, jamming your body into a shape that isn't doesn't belong to you. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. That's awful. I yeah. can't believe they would have competitions. I never knew that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, clearly, I'm the noob in this situation. Uh, today was very new to me. I'd done hot yoga, quote unquote, in New York like six years ago, maybe. And uh, I I vaguely recall it. Like, I, I, but it I I don't even know if it could have been something like this. But I really don't remember it well. And I and I did it maybe four or five times over the years there. Mm. Um, but so I, so I did go in feeling fairly confident. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be able to lay down if I need to. And I figured like it would be hard for me cause I haven't done that before, but we've been doing the infrared sauna stuff a lot. Anyway, I died. Um, <laughs> I certainly, I believe maybe 
five or six times, yeah. four or five times. Yeah. Um, and in the last 30 minutes, I was like, oh, I can't really do anything right now. But uh, I was saying on the way home that the most interesting thing to me was the hardest time was when we were in Shavasana. Just laying And there, just laying there, I couldn't. Still. And I would be like, okay, yeah, I can get control of my breath. My breath is in control. But that's when I would start sort of fading. I was mm. like, ooh, I'm getting a little lightheaded. Um, and so it was really interesting to me that that, you know, when I'm moving, I'm engaged and I can control things. And I, but when I lay down and try to be still, it's very difficult. So it's funny. That's life lesson of Brian. Yeah. So Bikram Yoga, that's, I actually started the, my practice, uh, that he, he used to have a studio on La Cienega and oh. it was a huge studio, which could hold, you thought that room was big. It was probably about at least 10 times the size of that Jesus. room. So almost like a, like a warehouse. Yeah. And the ceilings were high. It was yeah. huge. And it had like so many lights and it wouldn't be dark. It'd be all the lights would come on when the teacher would come in and you'd all stand up and everyone's, the whole room was just surrounded in mirrors. So everyone could see themselves in the mirror Sounds and like there'd be mark, markings on the carpet where it was carpet on the floor too. Markings on the, but it was a certain type of carpet. Okay. Right? So markings on the carpet where to place your mat so everyone could see themselves in the mirror no matter where they were. Wow. Um, and... It was pretty beautiful. And like, there was something really special about when he would teach. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone would be like, oh my God, Bikram's teaching today. Yeah. And it'd be such a big deal. And like, he'd fill out that room wow, to the you point did where that. thousands of people would be in there. And um, he'd even go with my sister sometimes. And it would be such a, an amazing feeling because, you know, he would teach this 90 minute class, but because he's the, the creator of it, mm-hmm. he'd go, you know, he'd start telling stories while you're in a pose <laughs> and make what would be a normally a 90 minute class, like almost a two hour class. Yeah. But, and then he'd come over and sometimes would, you know, move you. Yeah. Or, or stand on top of your, on your, on your back or whatever. It was, it was pretty intense, but he, it was like a show. It was very, and yeah. he'd, he'd say, sim- you thought she was harsh or blunt as a French person. Him, he was to the point where, he was almost offensive. Yeah. But uh, you almost wanted it. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, wow, that's days. so cool. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, it's always interesting to me because there's a couple of things like, you know, we're taking with Brian Kest and stuff, you know, yeah. we were, and you're like, oh, yes, when I was going to his classes and I'm like, whoa. And it's this very special time. Like, I guess in a few years, people will be like, oh, yeah, I took classes with so-and-so and you wouldn't have even realize when you were there. That perhaps that person would be, you know, some like even this French lady. Like, what if she becomes like this amazing? We're like, oh my god, we did classes with her at Hot Eight. Um, well, you know what it is. It's almost like um, you start to. I I almost feel like being as as having been a group fitness instructor. What I was generating for myself is that you start to have a following based on rather than mimicking a practice and teaching it just okay. the way it's told to be taught, you start to create something that you think is even more beneficial than mm-hmm. that. And I think people, you generate a following because of that. Interesting. I just want to point out for a second, and this is just straight to you, is like you're still kind of doing it as you're searching on what's next sort of for you. Like some part of it is going to bring all of that holistic stuff that you've been working for the past 25 years in. Yeah, 20 years in. Um, It's going to bring it right back to the table. And I think it's going to be hilarious because I think you sort of waved goodbye on it and it's going to tap you on your shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Um, There's definitely uh, happy times of just... um, Yeah, it was just... Yeah, I think, you know, people that are trailblazers in the world, they're not following someone else's 
thing, right? They, yeah. they follow certain principles or certain values or a certain equation to get to do whatever it is that they're creating, but yeah. then put their own spin on it, which is yeah. what makes it amazing. Um, so, you know, even with Bikram and yoga, right? It still was yoga, yeah. but then he took it to a level that was his take right. on it. And Brian Kess, similarly, it's still yoga practice, but his approach is just uh, on an, on another level, just somehow even more different, right? So mm-hmm. it's uh, more about, um, I don't know, just almost, what does he do? He almost obliterates the ego, right? During your, yeah, during the whole well, process. I think he's, yeah, it's so, uh, yeah, I think it obliterates, uh, it accepts maybe. It, yeah, Rather it, than obliterates, maybe he fully lets you like, yeah, I guess there's no judgment, actually. I think it's more a case of that it's about um, wanting to, uh, for you to just notice and and, yeah. and almost laugh at yourself and the way you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And he calls it Western Westernized thinking, right? Just right. this idea of, you know, certainly just jamming our bodies into these shapes and thinking that if I can so touch my toes, that, that means I'm healthier than you are or right. better than you are somehow. Yeah. Rather than a healthier approach of being like, where's that sweet spot for me? Yeah. I um, mean, that, yeah, those, uh, those taking those classes online have been really eye-opening to me to mm-hmm. just be like, wow, this is, it's, it really actually feels like a meditative uh, it feels like therapy, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm thinking about it. A meditative therapy. Um, today felt... Like a th- hard workout. It felt like a hard workout. But I also would say there were points where like, I was so engaged with trying to stay upright <laughs> in some ways that you know, like, I wasn't worried about some things outside of my life that I've been focused on. That I can't... You know, it was also interesting for me because, sadly... I keep my phone nearby too often. And so I was really happy to have that entire time without my phone. I was like, whoa, this wasn't so bad. Yeah. Maybe I should do that more often. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I think that's the whole point of, um, of uh, you know, any moving meditation right. is when you go swimming for an hour and just do laps or you go running for an hour and you're just running uh-huh. or you do yoga. Actually, it's not the same for running. For swimming, I get into, I get so yeah. into my breath and... Mm counting laps uh that i have a destination and being like that's biking for me yeah uh like really like even on when i'm on the road it's it's just like yeah i'm like dodging cars and stuff and stopping at stoplights but my mind just goes like i'm really on autopilot yeah but like when i run for some reason that's where i can process a lot of uh Mm. thoughts come to me it's like ideas come to me um uh, how to solve problems comes to me on on the treadmill sometimes interesting yeah yeah, Um, yeah and then when i'm in yoga uh, especially with hard classes like that, if they're really hard to that point in mm-hmm. that hot room in that space and you're being directed to do certain things and you're following it because you would be caught out if you don't, you're forced to be so present that, like you say, yeah. you don't start to think about, what am I doing later? Right. You know, your mind doesn't yeah. wander like that. You are able yeah. to, if you're able to stay, which is the whole point of meditation, right? Meditation is just to be here now. Right. And for whole 90 minutes, that's exactly what we did. We were right. There, there. Yeah, I had quite the trouble with it. It was also interesting because I... I think I walked into the room and was like, oh, I feel confident. Like, I feel good about this. And I, and I did. But what, it, what kind of changed things, and I realized this is 45 minutes in, it was getting humid. And that's where I think my breathing, I was like, ooh, I'm not 
I don't do humid very well. <laughs> and it was, it was so, and that I think really kicked up the heat mm. and I couldn't really figure out my breath. I'm just thinking about that now in some ways. Cause I knew it felt, you know, the glass started fogging up. You're like, Ooh. but, um, Oh, it's been a lot worse than that before. I'm sure. I'm sure it becomes a fucking steam room. Sorry, yeah. excuse my yeah. language. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really, I also, I mean, if there's ever a, a personality thing, right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, sorry I totally lost my train of thought um, <laughs> personality thing oh just you, you gotta no, um, it's like I'll, I'll be obsessed with doing this mm. I think like uh, I'll, I'll be really excited to do this and get better at it and yeah, it can be anything, right? I think ultimately you have to find something that you find hard and do that because I think it's imperative in, in some kind of fitness way for your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it Not only is it healthy for your body and, and kind of staves off aging and aging in a way that, you know, you're keeping your what you don't use, right. you lose, right? Um, whatever you don't use atrophies, basically. So yeah. the idea of just kind of um, doing a balance of touching the body gently and touching all aspects of the body that you're nurturing it. Yeah. And then there's elements of doing something really, really hard regularly too. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be jujitsu for me. And I still would love to do Brazilian jujitsu. I think it's a martial art that I gravitate towards and uh, only here brilliant things but my fear is uh getting injured. Yeah. Uh it's it is a fear of mine. So yeah. I think that's the only reason I've deliberately found excuses as to not make it manifest yeah and i i don't and it doesn't feel like an excuse it feels like there was uh you know a real push to do it and i think it'll still happen i really do i don't i don't and i'm sure there's going to be studios that have a focus on you know like no we're not gonna you're not sparring to this point you're not doing this you're wearing this you know i think there's going to be the right fit will emerge but uh i do think it's also intelligent to be very careful about that yeah um so i yeah i think uh, what also was really uh, interesting to me was the level of difficulty that I haven't had a workout like that for a very long time. And I've been a little, uh, not annoyed, but like just not challenged and a little, uh, I was plateauing yeah. in some ways and in what I was trying to do at the gym and stuff. And so it's exciting to be like, oh, here's this thing that's, uh, you know, I sweat like crazy or, uh, you know, and I've had this goal to you know, uh, be more built Mm. and maybe getting more flexible before I try to get more built is a good idea. And, and, you know, go maybe a little bit more roundabout rather than just being like, okay, just like pump everything and see if I balloon up or something. So, yeah, Mm. Uh, I do think it's a great primer for any other thing. Like uh, a lot of people, like even just hearing people in the locker rooms, like, oh, I'm going to brick or going to CrossFit, you know, in between here. Right. Which is fine too. But again, it's like hard with hard. Where is the balance of uh, doing stuff that is uh, just using your body, but not not pushing it to a point where it needs to repair constantly? Yeah. yeah, There does need to be a balance there. And I think for a lot of people weightlifting in the gym is more especially when you're not pushing terribly excessively hard is what that, those maintenance days are for yeah interesting. Um, so then you just try and find a happy medium do i want to go to hot yoga two or three times a week maybe do a hard uh crossfit once a week and then do coasting at the gym or chill at the gym yeah you know, and just finding what works for you and it's not until you start to try different modalities and different things i know that people get really shredded but but built 
uh, doing jiu-jitsu as a martial art. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think I'm... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. There was something before the jiu-jitsu comment that I wanted to... That I had... It doesn't matter now. Ah, oh, darn it. Always. I was like, oh yeah, that's a great... And then I, I get pulled off. Um, yeah. Just, the, just a balance of hard workouts and light workouts? And yeah, it was something with that. It was... Different modalities. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, rather than um, doing one thing. You know, a lot of people get stuck yeah, in Yeah, I think I've been stuck in one thing. So it'll be nice to get something different It'll and see how my body responds to it and see what, you know, maybe what I'm doing at the gym is just uh, just not at all what my body needs to yeah. grow or something. So who knows? What else is going on in current affairs? Are you, uh, how are you feeling about, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's only happened this week, but I do uh, want to tap into uh this whole abortion stuff oh that's quite the transition it's <laughs> okay it's current it's uh yeah we spoke about what we did today and i just wanted to talk about what's going on in the world and the news of this week yeah uh the scotus whole thing is very interesting we'll we'll see i mean it's it's um can you break it down for me in a simple way yeah because i i know it topically so uh essentially uh a this there are these, um, they'll take votes privately to understand what, you know, so there's seven of them, right? Wow. Um, and privately they'll take a vote and they'll see, okay, what are, where do people often sway or something? And they don't have to be part of it. They don't have to say yes or no. They don't have to respond to these things, but they'll come together and do these things. And what happened was it was leaked, this vote about Roe Ro versus Wade. And I think four, maybe five of them agreed to overturn it in this um, quote-unquote, you know, like, uh, uh, what if this comes to us? And so it's a huge alarm bell because that means if something gets to the Supreme Court about Roe versus Wade, it'll likely be overturned. It is, it is true. Like, uh, they're, they're, they're not, it's not, this, it's one of those, this isn't the sky is falling. It's like, actually, that's, wow, that was what, um, we were afraid of, or I mean, we being people who don't want um, abortion to be outlawed or don't think it should be. Uh, and the other part of it that's really rough is that two, the recent two people that got on were like, no, we're not going to touch abortion. And they voted yes, they would overturn it. Um, so it's, that's where the controversy is. It's just very, uh, it, it's very clear that if something comes up to the Supreme Court, it'll get overturn and that's that's a problem you know this has been around since the 70s and there's all sorts of reasons f why it should be uh available or you know a lot of uh i mean a lot of this is about also closing down like um planned parenthood where very little of what they do is abortions it's it's more about checkups and uh, you, you know different care for women and so it's just um yeah that's, well, I, that's I just get happening. curious as to, I think, as a, as, as a species, we would do so much better in smaller groups versus a big uh, nation or oh. a big uh, country um, yeah. or the world as a whole. I almost feel like, wasn't it easier and simpler that you joined or you formed some kind of uh, group of people that 
have the same ethics, values, morals yeah. as you. And also everyone else can have their own laws and rules within their communities and groups. And you're having a lot of faith in humanity because the issue there is that humanity, while uh, is, is all about expansion and is about um, my way is the right way, so you should also do that. I mean, that's every war in the history of the world is... You know, the Crusades exist because of that. Uh, different tribal groups going against each other. Mm-hmm. It's all because of that. So the idea that we would stay in our own lanes is very, uh, it's wishful thinking in some ways. Is there a way to make it happen? I don't know if it's small groups like that. It's not that everybody should be part of one group and agree, but well, it, there's got to be a better way. No, you've got to think of it more in, in a simple form. So we have, every country has their own kind of versions of laws and rules and when you go to a country, you follow their rules and, and laws mm-hmm. and everything else in order to comply and be uh, safe there, right? So um, ultimately, we're just uh, similar to the United States of America, right? We've got the 50 states and uh, how uh, each one has their own version of stuff, even though they're all quite similar. Mm-hmm. Now, let's break that down even to more segregated and smaller groups. Like, okay, you know, uh, so it's, it's just more... Uh, tapered down to smaller groups than the groups that we already have. I mean, the, the, the toughest thing there also is just like, it's having faith with the people who are in the bigger places. You know, if, 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 um, you have to be recognized by the other groups. So let's talk Taiwan and China. Like, so China just doesn't see Taiwan. It sees it as a, like a territory of it. Yeah. But, um, China is, uh, I guess, an anomaly. And uh, I understand that with well, humans... Russia's the same right now. and uh, Yeah, I guess, yeah. I don't know what the answer is then, but I think it's just that civilization maybe will come down to a, such a small amount of people that uh, maybe it will yeah. balance out itself. Well, that's, uh, that's the wish, but you even look at the 13 colonies. Like, there was infighting between the colonies, and it was a small group of people that were supposed to all be coming over for the same reason, away from religious oppression. And yet, humans, you know, we, we are geared to look at things that make us different, unfortunately. And, you know, utopia would be having, it wouldn't be having the same type of people everywhere because then there's no ability to develop. Mm. Um, because I think conflict causes evolution. Um, so without conflict, we'll be stuck or we'll be in a same wheel. You know, we have a lot of faith in uh, you know, the reason why capitalism works so well or um, the reason why Tesla's so big is because he wanted to do something that wasn't existing. And now we have Ford and uh, Rivian and all these other ones that are catching up, pretty, not catching up, but are trying also. And the healthy competition is causing things to more technologies to blossom. Mm. So I think it's the same with people. Like we have this idea that it would be great if everybody could agree on something but human nature we're just so different then do you think it's on a on a bigger level that sometimes we think that um that we have full control of our lives rather than it being just uh it's almost like our lives are mapped out and whether we like it or not we're going in a direction Ooh, we like to, love we like to believe that we have choices and yes. our choices are controlling our future whereas we're already going to the same place do you believe in free will or do you not um i kind of is a hard one i have i sometimes do um i don't 
Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and it's not that decisions are being made for me or anything. It's just, it's already happened. So we, we have this existence. So we're just time. playing it out, right? Yeah. We're, well, we don't know why things happened. We know that they do happen. So now our sort of journey in life is why did these things happen? And did, you know, this past tense doesn't really, once you're there, everything's did, you know, like, or before you're there, everything's future. But in a way, those, if you take time out of it, it's just the one path you were always going to walk was always the path you were going to walk. Like, so is it just about the story we, we attach to it? Well, I think enlightenment comes from getting away from attaching any stories to things. So I think that's a lot, there's a lot of freedom in it being like, it's, I don't have to worry so much because... I have faith in my synapses to fire off exactly how they were built to do. Mm. And, and what's really comfortable about that, it doesn't mean hardship isn't going to come or evil isn't going to exist in the world. Like, uh, there was something I read recently about what, how could a God exist um, that, when there's war and famine and all of this and we're putting morality on God or on the universe for that matter. So, if, so how God and the universe don't have morality they can't. Like, it's so much greater than this. There's not good or bad to them. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's funny. I mean, I look at AI and, and the fears of just the future and the direction we're going in mm. and wars mm. and everything else. And, and yet we're all racing towards making the best AI right. possible, which is like, <laughs> it's like... You're like, oh no. It's like a fly <laughs> to the light. Well, we've like zapper, we've right? made these yeah. movies. We've made these movies. We know how it ends. Like, mm. The Matrix is too fun. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that's very interesting because is there, I mean, we're figuring out right now, okay, morality around technology is, is morality in existence? Is, you know, would AI have morality? Is, it, is human morality the only morality that can exist? Huh. Isn't that interesting? No it's funny. I, 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 I have no idea. It's I almost like that. The, the fear I have, I mean, you know how uncomfortable I am with even Alexa and Apple listening to me. Yeah. And recording me or whatever and I've got nothing to hide but nonetheless I just don't want my freedom taken away from me and is freedom just an illusion then I have no yeah. fucking idea um, yeah well I think freedom is I think freedom is an illusion and once you realize that you're free how because once you realize that freedom is an illusion then nothing can touch you which makes you free hmm. so if, if nothing can touch you you're free if nothing can bother you you're free yeah, I can never get my head around those bigger things. Like, yeah, like uh, okay. you know when someone, say, when someone says to me that you know there's no there's nothing between there's like there's space between us. There's there's, there's nothing, nothing there. Nothing there. Well, there is. There's light. So and when you break down our molecules all the way down, it's all light. Everything. All molecules are. And this is a scientific thing. This isn't Brian being spiritual or anything. It's physics. Physics has shown. At the base, I mean, Matthew is, my twin brother is, uh, loves physics and math and all that. And he confirmed it one time. I was reading Autobiography of a Yogi. This is mm. like eight years ago. And it just made so much sense to me. And it was like, and it was going into these stories and, you know, that, that's when, you know, Jesus walking through walls or things like that can't exist if we're all light. If that wall's light and I'm light, that means we're the same thing. So if I can figure out how to reconfigure my light, I can walk through a wall. Those like that's where those sorts of stories are very interesting because I'm like oh maybe but then when physics says yes, all of our particles are just light. If you break down everything f far enough, 
it's like, oh, there's something here that we don't understand still. Yeah. And that's where, I, and that is where, when I get into arguments about things in science or what people believe now, and people are like, no, I, I will not. And I'm like, now just consider it could be something different. And then I say something like light, we're all light. You know, like those are the, those are the questions I'm interested in. I don't care about, you know, if somebody, I mean, that's where a lot of politics frustrates me because I'm like, who cares? <laughs> we're on a, bo- uh, you know, a rock floating through space you know, that's either expanding or contracting, we're not really sure. Mm. <laughs> so there's our philosophy for the day. Yeah, I wanted to touch on two more things, topics for the oh week. Oh my goodness. And then one, Let's ra- do it. Wrap it and unpack it and uh, call I love it a it. day. Uh, Amanda Heard, is that her name? Ugh, yeah. And Johnny Depp. Yeah. Is that even our business to be talking about their life? I mean, um, they're, they're <laughs> it's important. entertainment. Uh, it, it, it's sad. Um, I think that ultimately... Um, I'll you just, really, before you go on, I don't know, enough. I don't know the ins and outs of it, so I don't have much to say except that it, yeah. Well, the court case is in effect. She, she went up on the stand, and I think when, whoever goes up on the stand, I think uh, it always makes them look better. It's almost like, prior to going on to, onto the stand, I actually was already, was like, oh, I'm done with this woman, I don't like her. And, and granted, she went up on the stand, and she, it was, it, there was so much acting, you know, a fake mm-hmm. kind of hysteria with no tears was just quite quite the act and quite the scene but um you know she did unpack some stuff where you start to get you get curious you're like okay because you're listening to someone Mm. and you're hearing what they say and even though there's a lot of bullshit there you're like you don't just make up all this bullshit there are elements of truth right how can i sift through this and how can i see the truth Mm -hmm. how do i get there yeah and is it do can i get to a do I even bother getting there? Do I waste my time and my energy right. giving someone the benefit of the doubt if they've already proved to me that they're not trustworthy? Right. I mean, that's the, the American court system is very interesting, the legal system, because uh, like I've been through the court system with uh, a solid, long, long case. And it's like, if you can't prove something, does it exist? And that's really difficult. That's a really difficult thing. So then, you know, when you are on these trials and stuff where memories are difficult to remember exactly, or, you know, this proves that, but then it dispro- this other piece of evidence disproves this, and the jury has to figure out, okay, which one supersedes the other? It's not that either aren't true or either are false. It's just there might be elements of truth in both of them. It's just different times. And so, we're such complex beings as humans, right, with the idea of um, how, how we see things is our truth sometimes. Right. But what I'm trying to differentiate is, is she just uh, mentally ill mm. and telling lies and she's a pathological liar, which I... I, I actually suspect she might be. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just too many things that don't add up. You know, she's saying she got... The, the, the way she was describing how she was beaten up and how regularly. And mm-hmm. yeah, and the, the stuff that she was doing to record him on a plane, talk, like being drunk, whatever mm-hmm. it is. She was using her devices to capture him in a way, but never once did she take photos of her bruises, alleged bruises that she, yeah, or yeah. photos of herself. That's the, the first thing someone would do in that situation. Right, right. No, it is true. There are a number of, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that is very interesting. And, you know, uh, it's funny because I've been in that position where I didn't save anything, you know, in different ways, but where I was like, wow, I really fucked up. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's about like it's when when it, if it 
I, I, I can, I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah, because I'm like, I, I agree with that. My, my situations were very different than that. But it's interesting to me that, uh, it, yeah, things are just not adding up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I used to watch Judge Judy because I love Judge Judy love for some Judge reason. Judy. And she used to just really say how it was. And she's like, <laughs> if, it, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck is a duck. And if it, something doesn't make sense, then it's not true. Yeah. And she was very blunt and like, you know, if something didn't add up, she was just like, you're she was just talking bullshit. And at that point, she just cuts you off. So. Yeah. It's quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Amanda Heard and Johnny Depp. I feel bad for him. He had uh, he spent a lot of money on this and lost a lot of money. And she, he lost she was a lot married. of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> jobs too. Yeah. And, the and amount- she's kept terrors. I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That, that to me, it's like, oh, no, no, no. Everybody take it out. Like, I, yeah, that was not good. And like even in this court case, similar to, uh, you know, you start to realize how people are in the world. Mm-hmm. I know it's easier when you have money. But nonetheless... Uh, you know, he's not gonna. He's not making any money from even if he wins the hundred thousand dollars and makes right. her pay. The amount that he's lost, lost, is, yeah. far supersedes that, right? But it's more of a principle thing mm-hmm. to uh, just just know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and Absolutely. equally, I mean, I I found it quite fascinating. I was I just found out last week that Dave Chappelle last year um, did a bunch of. Uh, tours or comedy shows live comedy shows mm-hmm. and uh throughout the whole of last year and you'd think the amount of people showed up was a big deal but the amount of effort that and work that would go into making these shows possible getting everyone covid tested mm-hmm. to, you know even the it's people attending the show be, like before the show getting them all covid tested all the staff all these people hiring the event da, 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 da. and he was spending more money than he could he would ever be able to make right. on the show and it wasn't about ever making up money he, yeah. he wanted to do it because he wanted to bring comedy into yeah. the world and, and bring laughter and bring joy into people's lives. And I thought that was quite beautiful because mm-hmm. very rarely do you hear of someone doing something with the knowledge that they're going to be losing <laughs> money in the process. <laughs> right. it's, it's not the American way. It's not uh, a part of, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, when uh, you're developing hierarchy? business? Uh, oh. The big... Capitalism? Capitalism. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, cool. It doesn't, doesn't yeah, it's, it marry doesn't, It's not exactly capitalism. capitalism. There's, uh, we just listened, what, what was, oh, what's her face? Not Halsey. Who's the other one? The girl we listened to that was talking about the singer who... Oh, I can't remember her name, but... I she do. had one, like, one of the most interesting things she said was this, uh, and she actually, it was one of the few things that she was like, wait, I know this. And she had read a bunch of stuff about, it was not social democracy, it wasn't like, and not the Bernie Sanders version. It was something where it was like, when uh, social good like that becomes part of capitalism. So when doing something good has a payoff in a positive way. I found that like, and nonprofit work is sort of that in some ways. Um, but I think there's, you know, there could be a better way of doing that. Because if, if you're properly compensated for, you know, teaching, I mean, honestly, teaching, and now that I think about it, like uh, philanthropy, teaching, um, teachers don't get paid enough here, you know, and, and we're really having, we're in a very near crisis. You want to know what the next crisis is? It's just like, maybe not this generation that's growing up, like our nephew's generation, but the one afterward, there's just like, teachers are just not going to do it. Um, but will we need teachers also because technology is so far along? Who knows? So right. yeah. I guess there's nothing else to worry about there. All right. I think that's where we'll end it for the day. Anything else, Joey? No, that's perfect. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, have a good one, folks. Till next time. Bye. Bye.